Happy Saturday and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. And today we will be starting our Narcos TV show recaps from Netflix, the original Netflix series. Welcome listeners and new listeners. I am very happy to have you tune in to me. So before we get started, I do just want to talk about a few upcoming episodes that I will have in June. So um. June 16th, I will be doing an episode for Tupac Shakur, the greatest artist of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> it's his birthday, June 16th, so we'll, I will do a tribute about why he's my favorite artist, is what's my favorite songs, um, a lot of the things he, you know, in his life why he was so monumental to me and then on June 25th I'm going to do another episode for um, Michael Jackson one of my other favorite artists is one of the greatest artists of all time in my opinion uh, we will be doing a tribute to him on his pa- um, anniversary passing June 25th so those are two June episodes to look forward to for me and then also they just announced the upcoming verses for Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow and by I do tune in to all the verses I just want to recap that we will continue doing weekly recaps of Cruel Summer every um, Wednesday we will get into that but I'm so excited to start doing the Narcos reviews as I've been promising that we will get in into that. Um, I do want to say that I do not do a lot of editing at this time, but I am new to the commentary world. Um, I do want to give my listeners, um, by your getting used to me, used to my voice, I want to give you the real version, the raw version of me. I plan to get better. I plan to get more professional. I pr- plan to grow my platform. So... If you're rocking with me now and you're going to be my day one um, listeners from day one, you know, you do get to see the humble beginnings and the progress of the platform. And hopefully, you know, God willing, a year from now, we can look back and say, look how far we came. So I'm really excited. And I just like to be honest because I've. To be honest, I've, I've never been to communication classes or speech classes. So sometimes I don't articulate articulate things so you know, professional or like some other commentators who are really good at what they do. And I commend them for that. And then I don't know everything. So some things, you know, I might need to be corrected on. Hey, hit me up and let me know. I do plan on getting a YouTube platform going eventually, just not right now. I want to get better on recording. Um, I still am in the process of relocating to a different state. I'm in the process of writing this novel, which is my passion project. So it's so much going on, but I didn't want to put this journey off longer. I felt like if I would put it off, then it would never happen because I've been wanting to do this for years and um, didn't have the nerve, was scared to do it, was scared of what people would think, was scared of the mean comments. You know, YouTube can be <laughs> like I said, I've been rocking within the YouTube streets for years. I have my favorite YouTubers. Um, I will share them later um i have i've been on youtube for years i've always wanted to do my youtube channel and then i'm kind of happy you know i didn't everything comes when it's supposed to uh one thing i can say i was going to start um years ago a tupac channel because i was so passionate about him and then that got oversaturated and then i was going to start like you know just talking my views on hip-hop or everything but now everybody and their mama got a podcast celebrities got a podcast everybody doing everybody always talking about everybody else's business and i just realized you know it's not for me um everything comes in time so i'm just gonna talk about stuff i like to talk to talk talk about and we're gonna start off just reviewing these tv shows getting into documentaries and stuff it's gonna be a slow progression but you know hopefully we can improve and get better at everything as well and then now you know you really can't have a especially on a platform you can't really have an honest opinion and my opinions are not like a lot of people i'm kind of always the oddball always root for the people who don't nobody else root for I'm always rooting for the underdogs especially um so I don't always have the same opinion as everybody else and now everybody get offended by everything you say so it's it's tough out there to be a commentator because you'll have everybody just hating on you for anything so anywho we just gonna do what we do on this platform and rock how we rock and if you rocking then come on if not then you know there's plenty of them out there for you but I welcome everybody 
Come on, let's join the conversation. We're going to stick to the podcast um, audio for now. And then we will get on to YouTube. I have to get situated. I have to get everything going. I'm very busy right now. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start the Narcos thing today. Um, I'm going to uh, cover episode one. I might do episode two later on tonight and it'll be uploaded tomorrow or definitely tomorrow as well. I want to get get one and two back to back. Um, my plan was to start off with Narcos Mexico, but um, that has two season and then two seasons and then they're also bringing season three. So my plan is let's start with Narcos one because this is all about Pablo. So we're going to cover season one and two. I haven't decided if we'll do three yet, maybe later, but when, when we do one and two, cause that's covering Pablo, then we'll move to Mexico. I wasn't a big fan of season three. I'm not big on the Cali cartel, more know about the Medellin cartel and the Guadalajara cartel in Mexico. But then we definitely got to tap into snowfall because when you think about it, it all ties together, but we'll get into that. I'm not going to start a long rant about that. We'll get into that as well, but I'm just showing you one, telling you my plan. Let's do Narcos one, two. Pablo's world then we'll go to Narcos Mexico and then we'll fall into snowfall we'll fit Cali cartel in when we get it in um so yeah let's tune in and just get the show started welcome 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 name is Shanice and she's the one her name is Shanice and she's the one Okay, so before the show comes on, it does have a disclaimer each time. The television series is inspired by true events, some of the characters, names, business events, and certain locations and events have been fictionalized for dramatization purposes and similarity to the name, character, or history of any person is entirely coincidental and unintentional. So they give us that disclaimer to let us know that it'll be dramatized. So the way how I want to do this is we'll go over scene by scene and talk about it and then after that we will talk about true fun facts based on the real deal story because I'm always big on true stories and um one thing fun fact before we get started that is interesting is how when you're talking about Pablo even on the day he was born was December 1st, 1949, and he passed away December 2nd, 1993. That is crazy to me. He was born December 1st and passed away or, you know, got killed. Uh, some say, was a, some of his family members say he killed himself. This is a suicide, but to save his family and let, you know, free them. We'll get to that. But how he was born December 1st and died on December 2nd. That is crazy to me. So let's get into it. Um, It opens up. The title is The Cincio, and it opens up, you know, with the reading of what the show will be about. It says, Chilean drug chemist Cockroach brings his product to Colombian smuggler Pablo Escobar. DEA agent Steve Murphy joins in the war on drugs in Bugada. So another thing, if you um want to just, if you've seen Narcos, it did come out in 2015. If you want to go along with me and we can do um each recap each episode together, you can turn on your Netflix, watch the first episode and then come back and listen to me and refresh your mind. Or if you're just not tuning in, remember this is on Netflix. We're going back from Rundle episode. And I do like how they opened it up. It's kind of like gloomy, looks like it's about to be something different. And it's talking about the magical and realism of Columbia because they say it's really beautiful. That's um, my plan. One day I want to go visit so bad. I want to visit Medellin. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it opens up and we open up and we see. They got Agent, Agent Murphy. He's he's um, narrating the whole story. So you're talking about in the 80s on how you basically could get away with so much of the smuggling over. And he's saying if you, it wasn't no cell phones, no internet, you know, none of that stuff. You know, they didn't have all that. So it was so much they could get away with. But he was like, if you did have cell phones and all of that. You had to have money, and the narcos, they did have the money. So it opens up with the DEA, they're flying over, trying to get a handle on 
sorry about the pause trying to get a signal on one of the um the narcos or sicarios per se because now they're looking at poison one of pablo's main hitmans in the show trying to get a signal on him and it opens on him on the phone saying where he's going and they get the location on him and see where he's going because they got a, they got his phone tapped so he's saying where they getting ready to go where all the local hitmen um go at and have a good time or whatever and he's on the phone talking about that getting all ready they get a signal on him and they call agent murphy the main narrator and they call him and let him know that they got a signal because they uh, at first he says let's uh let's call Pena, and he, uh, the guy's like no p is an asshole because he's the cia agent and the cia and it's known fact that cia and dea they don't get along so the cia agent who's flying over and they're trying to get all the signals and know where they're at locations are he's like let's call um agent Pena. he like Pena's an asshole so they call murphy which murphy by that time he had been in Colombia for over a year so he had kind of turned dirty too and another thing is before we get started if you're going to listen to me my takes are not like other people's takes I don't like the police in here but we'll get to that don't judge me don't judge me so basically Agent Murphy he calls Colombian police officer Carrillo and then they show Carrillo going to where the spot is at where all the Sicarios the hit the um hitmans are hanging out at they drinking having them a good old time and then here comes Carrillo and all of his um the search block search block unit here they come and it's just a big shootout and they take all of them off they catch them off guard and take all of them off and take poison out then it goes to Pablo Escobar and one of his other Sicarios comes and tells him they got poison last night and he put a million dollar bounty on one of the gringos, what they call the Americans, uh, one of the Agent Murphy, because they say that, you know, it was an American cop there. He was taking pictures and he puts a head out on him. So that's how it opens up. So it opens up with the intuition of we're seeing what's going to happen and then we go back. And before we go back to like showing how it gets um, started, it goes into the intro song. I love the intro song. I don't know what they're saying, but it is so beautiful. I love this song. And then I love on how the intro is, it shows the real pictures. So it shows you with the city of where everything was in. It shows you real pictures of Pablo and his crew when they're on the motorcycles. I love how it shows um, the real DEA agents who took them down. It shows Reagan on TV <laughs> uh, doing his little just say no thing uh, slogan, him and his wife's slogan. So, yeah, it shows uh, and it shows the, the real footage of like the search block and then the bombs and also the how the police and the murders was so that th I, I love how they did that they even showed the most wanted signs so um this was really put together so i love how the intro comes in yes and then they go back when they open up they go back to the years of when richard nixon was president and how he helped put pinoche in power in chile but then when they did that they found out basically Rick, um, president Nixon, he wasn't a good, good guy. He was basically a criminal. I think he was the first president that was ever impeached. And then it says how, you know, how, um, they show us how they put Pinochet in power, but then Pinochet, you know, to America, they, he ended up being a bad guy, basically. And, uh, executioner basically so then it shows 1973 where they had labs set up all over making coke uh cocaine and out of the paste and they making it in chile and and how pinoche basically sent the army down there to execute all of them and oh, the way how they did that was just crazy and all the, how they got them all in the line and just did a kill them execution style and then out of all of that one person was left alive and that was cockroach he played dead hid under all the dead bodies acted like he was dead until they were gone so when he got when he seen that the army had left and left them off for dead he basically pushed all the dead bodies off of them got up and he had been stealing from his uh from the lab and his bosses who he worked for all that time so he had all that hidden cocaine in his house anyway so he like no we need to go somewhere where we can make some money at and then that's when he goes to Colombia 
So basically, when Cockroach decides he's going to take the um the cocaine to Columbia and set shop, shop up there, he needs to find traffickers. So that's when they introduce us to each of the traffickers, which is really not a cartel yet. Everybody does what they do on their own. So then they say he takes it straight to the Ochoa brothers, but the Ochoa brothers were too soft. Then he takes it to Gotcha, and Gotcha was too cold. Gotcha would kill anybody. He even killed his past partners who he did smuggling with. So then he finds the right person who will be not so soft, not so grimy, and basically to Pablito. Takes him to Pablo and Gustavo. So he meets up with Gustavo first, and um, that's when they decide to do business. But before that, Pablo and Gustavo already had their route set up. So before they even got into the cocaine business, they were already doing their other things, smuggling other things. Um, they were smuggling things like cigarettes, alcohol, marijuana. So he was doing stuff like that as before the cocaine got big. So this is still in the 70s. And he already um, owned half of Medellin, his town in Colombia and he was so powerful he it was this scene is so funny to me when he pulls up and the Dolph which is they say is like FBI Dolph in um in Colombia that's what they would consider the FBI is so they pull him over and tell them they, they need to open up his truck because they know what he's doing and he opens it up and it's just TVs and he's telling them we need the the Dolph the FBI over there saying we need to see the paperwork for this and it's so funny because he's just a smuggler you would think and he knows every one of their names all of the cops all of the the Dolph's um, FBI team he knows their name and he said well why don't you take your son to TV he knows the little boy name of one of the cops and they're like you know me so he kind of shakes them up giving them the deal it's plateau or plomo silver or lead letting them know gay get down or lay down so they agree and it just shows you how powerful he was and that was before the cocaine trade even came this is just when he's snuggling stuff like the um the alcohol and the cigarettes and the marijuana and stuff so he's putting his power there letting him letting them know i will be president of this country so you know and they're telling him like look we just not no little police officers we don't make shit salaries basically and he just lays it down Poison gets out, so we see Poison. He was killed at the beginning, but we see Poison. He been is he been rocking with Pablo for since the beginning, and we're talking about the show. We'll get to the real facts after that. But yeah, we see uh, Poison from the beginning, so he's been rocking with Pablo since the seventies. He gets out, and they let him on through. They showing showing you right there how powerful he was. Then we go to the scene next where they're at the bar and. Gustavo must have already been talking to Cockroach and he introduces Pablo to uh, Cockroach and he introduces them and letting them know what the cocaine is and how much they can make off of it. And Pablo basically tells him like, if we can do this here, what do you think we can do in America? Your vision is not big enough. So he basically opens up the thing like we can smuggle through America. Now, am I tripping? But if you're listening and you watch Snowfall 2, when they're in the restaurant negotiating and he's telling him what he can do with the labs and everything, is that Gustavo from Snowfall, the singer up there? It looks just like him. I don't know. That's just something I always wonder. It looks just like Gustavo from Snowfall the singing when they um singing in a concert or whatever at the restaurant. I think that's him. I'm not for sure, but it's just funny because you know in Snowfall you see him playing the big drug dealer, but um it looks like that's him like playing the singer. And then we jump straight into Miami and it's kind of puts you in that mood of Miami Vice and it's showing you how um Agent Murphy was before he went over to Columbia when he was just a, a DEA agent in the 70s when they really didn't take them serious then. And then on how then, before uh, cocaine got over in America, uh, they used to just look for weed, grass basically what they called it. And on how basically the only thing they did then was chase down hippies. So we go to the scene where he's chasing down the hippie and pulls out looks like an ounce of grass on him. 
and takes him in and he's like that's a promotion and that was just for some weed back then um and this is still in seven this time is in 79 then they go to a bar and i guess they got to show us on how murphy agent murphy he was one of the lead detectives on the case how he introduces his um meets his wife at the bowling alley so all the dea agents they're all partying drinking beer they basically play a trick on him like hey she was looking at your butt blase blase murphy goes over there gets his flirts on she gives him this number long story short it's a love connection whoop-de-doo let's get back to columbia go back to columbia and then we go into the jungle and they show us how the labs were set up cockroaches to, um uh, introducing pablo and gustavo to his workers and they're basically getting all the paste and letting them know how the cocaine is made up into the powder um they got their little coffee shop coffee shop set up coffee shop set up out there uh, they showing you on how they process it. They take it out the leaves. Um, then they, he's like magical leaves basically. And it's just, it's crazy on how the labs are set up over there in a the jungle like this, where they make the cocaine. Cause I never knew this. And that's crazy. And they show how they mix it into the gasoline and basically I make it in the liquid and then paste it up like baking a cake he said so they showing them how the, how the lab is and pablo he sees the bigger picture and they like i thought you wanted he like yeah uh, you want one kilo right he like no five kilos so he basically tells him this is gustavo's department which gustavo and pablo are cousins best friends brothers um they they act like their brothers best friends but they're cousins i think they were, grew up and raised together so it's their business and he let he's like a uh, cockroach says like how are we gonna get five kilos over there over the border like that he like that's gustavo's department so everybody's happy now they're they're ready they see the bigger picture they see how what they can do they already got their smuggling routes so now that's how they start bringing cocaine over to america and how pablo got in, got involved um with, co with cockroach bringing everything over from chile and it's just interesting to see on how they would get it how they would get everything over here first they start using like taxi cab cars and putting everything in the tires in the back of the rear tires and then it got too big and uh, they would they they seen how much money they could make so quick and then they start um, deporting it in the big trucks using p potatoes. So it was 60 kilos for $9 of profit per gram. And they said $9,000 per kilo. The profit is going to 540000 That's almost a half a million dollars. And then they just started. <laughs> it, it, drew, it grew fast. You know, that money came quick. Because when they brought it over to America, it was like a rich drug at first. It was so yeah so they went from the taxi cab cars and the rear tires and then they go to the trucks and they're hiding the cocaine under the big potatoes and then it's growing so fast and they need to get it over there quicker and then that's when they introduce us to the new lab that pablo made up like a mom and pop shop they say they set it up <clears throat> cockroach is still over the lab getting everything together and money coming in fast everybody's happy right so then we go to the next thing and that's when they introduce us to the lion and he starts smuggling everything in plants smuggling over everything in planes under under a vest jacket so that shows you back then on like especially before 9-11 and i don't think i have ever been on a plane before 9-11 happened yes i have yes i have um but it shows you on how they really did not check you for nothing you know and then back then cocaine was different getting over here so they didn't look for that you know so it was so easy for them to get everything over here on the planes they didn't search for much so it's just crazy on how they was getting everything over here and then the show pablo's mom she was in the game too <laughs> so she's sewing up the jacket for the lion because the lion was born he was born in Colombia he was Colombian but I think he was uh raised um 
so they say on the show and think in real life as well he was raised in america so he was one of gustavo's old friends so he started um catching the planes with the smuggled jackets with the cocaine the two the kilos um hiding over in his jacket and when he gets there that's when they introduce us to carlos later who we know from george jungle from below and um i'll get to that on a after we're done recapping really fast but he basically um just meets him like at a car dealership hands him the two kilos like it's nothing because nobody knew what cocaine was then everybody only knew about really grass what they called it then weed you know so nobody really knew cocaine like that he just hands it to him and fly gets back on the plane like i'll meet you over here tomorrow so they were um flying back on a daily basis um with 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 the drugs just flying back like it was nothing and then it got to where he couldn't transport we go to the next scene where he's showing that you know business was growing so fast he couldn't transport like that and then they they show you something sad we go to the next scene and they bring in the girls and back then hey you could fly it was nothing so they get the girls to swallow the bags of cocaine and you know how they get it out of their bodies but yeah so and then he he tells them like hey we'll set you up all you gotta do is fly it over there you know digest it out and he was like you you're pregnant so you can take two this will set you and your little baby up mm. so the girls they fly the cocaine in their bodies they swallow it and bring it over to the united states and then we see when the next scene, they show us how Pablo met Carlos later. Him and Gustavo met Pablo later. And Pablo later had the routes. And he also had the Bahama Island, the Bahamas Island over there. He owned a part of that as well. So it's showing how he had his own planes. And he started doing routes and pushing it over in the United States as well. So where they even had to take some of the seats out of the plane just to fit more kilos in there so like i said business is growing everybody's happy then we go back to the jungle and you see pablo and gustavo they're starting to rise on up they're bringing in all this money and the labs are getting bigger but they're still in the jungle as well and then you see an angry cockroach who <laughs> they they try to they basically took over his business and his lab and so they try to bring him to uh brazilian girls over there so he can get his, him a lemonade twice on and he's like oh you guys are all flying planes and i'm in here sweating he looks like he about to pass out too honey and then they're like we brought you these two girls and he's like when i get a better lab i'll have this and you can see the tension coming because cockroach he kind of taps pablo on the chest like first of all this is my lab pablo gave him that look like because <laughs> he did just take over his business but he had the route so it was his business it was his you know he took it to where it was so you can see a disgruntled cockroach and you can kind of see he gonna be bad for business so then we jump over to the next scene and we see all of the drug lords together this they're not the cartel yet they're still all in, in freshly into the cocaine business and they're talking about routes and how to get this over there and how do you um do it through the do you smuggle are we gonna smuggle through the potato potato business or the egg business they're trying to come up with good routes to get everything over so we got the ochoa brothers fabio is hilarious he's the younger one and then they got gotcha gotcha is hilarious and then um they got carlos later so they got the future before it becomes they all together so basically the future before they became the meddling cartel we got gotcha his um his his organization but he's the lead carlos later then we got the two ochoa brothers cockroach gustavo and pablo and they all trying to come up with routes and then cockroach is like no it's not gonna work this way pablo just takes over the meeting to tell him that he can use their routes and he'll get their contact on miami for him and he only charged them 35 percent so cockroach ain't feeling that he's pissed off pablo doesn't care he ignores him and makes a deal with all of them gotcha tells him hey we're partners 
Pablo like, no, we'll say we're friendly associates because I know how you deal with partners. Because remember, Gotcha killed his first partner, his first business partner who he smuggled with to take over. And then he lets them know, hey, we'll use your services, but eventually we'll come up with our own routes. So then we go back to Miami and then you can see now it, um, they're showing year 79 and how uh, Agent Murphy is saying how they showed him in 73 when he was the first young DE agent. Remember, he was just chasing the hippies with the flip flops on. They didn't have no guns. Just can chase them down, knock them down. But now a lot of the teenage Colombians because they would send them over and they would they are they would a lot of the Sicarios were teenage hitmen so a lot of the Sicarios they came over there and murder was nothing to them so that's when it started being more deadly a lot of more deadly bodies so Asia Murphy ended up killing um a young uh I don't know if you want to call him a drug dealer or a a hitman and it shows on how it was so many dead bodies they didn't even have the room to put them in so they had to bring in like extra trucks like burger king freezer trucks and put some of the bodies in so that was the first time it shows us that he ever killed anybody on a job and it was a young 17 year old um boy from columbia and he goes home depressed and upset to his wife and she's like he was a drug dealer right fuck him i kind of looked like okay um, ma'am, <laughs> uh, it, but she's upset because she's a nurse in a hospital and she was on a case before she got home from one of the girls who smuggled the cocaine over there from the lion and she was the, the pregnant girl. So one of the bags busted open and that's the thing too with that. You got to be careful. It's quick, easy money when you swallow it and digest it out. But if one of those bags busts open, it will kill you. So they basically knew what she was doing because she didn't have like no cocaine all in her blood or anything. It was just, you could see that it had um, bust open in her body and it killed her and her baby. The baby was born. So that's why she was so raw and upset. Like he was a drug dealer F him, you know? So it, at least it showed us why she was so upset and so harsh with it, you know, cause he still was a kid, but that girl, she died. So then we jump to the next scene and now Gust uh, Pablo and bought him a mansion. Him, he's straight now. He's and took over Medellin and basically Colombia. He owns half of the cops, the DOS group, and Gustavo just sitting there chilling, trying to get the books together. Was one thing I like about Gustavo, he all about business. So he's trying to get the books together, and here come cockroach, disgruntled cockroach, as he should be. They did take over his business, but he comes over complaining. Gustavo lets him complain. Gustavo just sit there in chill mode, like, look. You're lucky you're saying this to me. I'm a little bit more easy going than Pablo, but don't let him hear you say what you're saying to me. So Cockroach looks, and I guess why they call him Cockroach. That was the perfect nickname for him. He basically goes and starts his own roots behind Pablo's back. But in doing that, he starts his own routes up, but he also tips the cops off so they can bust Pablo. So the DOS groups, they stopped him saying they, he can't get through and that they're raising the prices up because they found out the street prices. And yeah, they kind of bust him out. Like, let me see his spare tires to the truckers who work for Pablo and smuggle for him. So then we go back and Gustavo, we go back to Pablo's mansion and he just set up for him a young Tata, his wife. Um, and he lets him know that some of the uh, cocaine has disappeared and then that the prices had um, went up from the group. They want a bigger payout, the cops um, do. So Pablo ain't trying to hear it. He run the city. He goes down to the police station and lets them know we not doing this. And I think this was, this is based on a true story. Not, not, I know everything is based off a true story, but this part is real and detrimental because when he goes down there to go off on them, letting them know like it's plateau or plomo, silver or lead, you're going to get with the program. And uh, FBI guy let him know like, you told me this, but I know your street price is this. We need to raise this up. So Pablo cusses him out and they arrest him. But when they do, they know they can't keep him for long. And he know that they don't really have nothing on him. So he laughing and smiling, taking the mug shots, honey, like he on a photo shoot. And that picture was one of the biggest mistakes 
of his life that cost him a lot but we'll get onto that in a few episodes on down i'm jumping right on right ahead sorry when i do that but he takes the picture that basically messed him up forever and he is smiling like it's a photo shoot so he basically lets him know like if you just tell me who gave you the street price it'll be extra for you and you'll get whoever told you their cut as well because there's a they're goner they're they're going bye-bye so they basically let him know that it was cockroach and what do you know we go back to miami and we see the younger colombian hitmans over there and agent murphy is still in miami at this time with his partner at the time they're on a stakeout um they're on an undercover assignment they're about to buy some coke and this is one of cockroaches people who was doing his routes for him about to make a sale to them then you have the young Sicarios come up blasting on their motorcycles, Lakika. And Asian Murphy first partner gets shot down. The Colombian dude who's working for Cockroach gets um, shot down. The guy who was driving the motorcycle gets um, shot down. And he arrests Lakika and takes him to jail. And he is pissed off. He is ready to kill Lakika, as he should. Um, so then they go to court. The bill gets set. He like, ain't Agent Murphy like, ain't no way you getting out. What do you know? Pablo sends the money for the bill and he is back in Colombia the same day. He's smiling and waving at Agent Murphy and he's back in Colombia where they do that at. So then it shows you on how um, over the years on how the cocaine business progressed by this time. Uh, remember, we started off. It was um, President Nixon in office, and now we have made it to the crack era. Well, it's not the crack era yet. It's the early, early 80s, and it's the Reagan administration era. So you see him and him and Nancy just say no, and they see how much money is coming in. So that's when they send the DEA and their team over to Columbia. And then it goes to the final scene, and it just shows, like, all the murder that took care um took over over the years and it shows pablo finally getting his get back on cockroach no pablo no he shoots him down shoots the two cops down and now everybody knows pablo escobar is not for the games he runs the city he runs the town he runs the country he runs the dos group he runs everybody and then we see a young poison there from the beginning letting them know so they killed the two cops and cockroach it shows all of the uh the murder scenes of how tragic it had been from columbia on onto miami and how it was just becoming like a murder town with all the drugs they were bringing in and then it shows super agent murphy superman him and his wife coming over to columbia because that by now they're sending their team they got the dea um over there and then they also have the cia which we will get into the cia later so that was my coverage for episode one that was the uh, my little introduction and the recap of episode one it shows where agent murphy is coming with his wife and then it goes back to how it came on when he's taking the pictures um of lizard um <clears throat> the innocent people that was all in the club because they just shot everybody up and poison and all of them so that was my recap and let's get into some the real story because it is dramatized so we'll talk about a little bit of the real story and then we're going to end up covering episode two later and i will do this um soon as uh, we're going to do this every episode as soon as we get done recapping of what happened because i'm pretty sure if you are listening you already watched the episode so you know everything that happened so i don't have to go fully in detail it or scene by scene because you already know what the deal is so we'll talk about the episode we'll go over scene by scene and then let's talk about just fun facts behind the episode or or not say fun facts true facts that's just a, a saying fun facts when i say that um, i mean it being distasteful or hurtful but uh, one thing is that when it opens up, it opens up to when uh, Poison got killed. And they say Poison was uh, based off of the true story, uh, the true character. Oh, what is his name? Um, Poison. Popeye. Popeye just died of cancer a couple of years back. He had a YouTube channel. I, um, I, I was watching a lot of it, but it's all in Spanish. So I would have to read a lot. And he, he talks really, really fast. But he breaks down about a lot of true stories. But yeah, I say his story was based off of Pie Pie. So Pie Pie was not murdered in a bar like that. Um, but he said he believes that 
uh, Poison was based off of Popeye's life. So Poison, um, Popeye did end up killing over uh, 300 people and he still got out of prison. He didn't do that long of a time. Um, so that's what they say. And then Agent Murphy, um, I, I, I am, when I do talk about this, I will refer to Agent Murphy and Agent Penny as assholes because I was not a fan of theirs in the show. But <laughs> they're true characters. I've watched the, um, who they're, they're true people who they're based off of. Um, the real Agent Murphy and Agent Pena. Um, I do like listening to them. They don't come off like their characters do, but you know how Hollywood is. They have to dramatize everything. But Agent Murphy and Pena, I've listened to most of their interviews and I've even watched some of their things where they do their talk-offs and tell what's true and what's not true. So Agent Murphy and Pena and also his wife, um, Agent Murphy's wife, Connie, they were really there in Columbia, but they weren't doing all of that ground footwork like it makes it seem like in the show. That's dramatization. Murphy went out setting up hits to get all the Sicarios killed like that so that's all the way dramatized but uh Horatio Carrillo that's the officer who killed um Poison at the beginning he was based off um Sergeant Martinez and he was ahead of the search block. It was actually him and his son. They don't show that. So Carrillo, I know a lot of people love him when I watch a lot of the comments on YouTube or whatever, but he was based off a of false person. I mean, he was based off of Agent Martinez, but it's totally different. It wasn't like that. I think Martinez didn't hold back. They said that that was the only cop Pablo was really kind of scared of because he knew that he would meet him at his own game, but it was based off of officer, um, a Sergeant Martinez and his son, uh, they were over the search box. So Carrillo, I could be saying his name wrong. I'll get it right next time. Um, he is based off of a uh, fictional character. Like, is dramatized off of Martinez, but a lot of stuff that they have him doing in here is off of dramatization. He didn't do all of that stuff. That's why I kind of didn't like him because he just was dirty in this show. Like, he, you know, I, I know you got to play dirty to, 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 to win evil like that, but you know, it is what it is, and then I love how they show the Choa brothers, that was a really big deal, because they were big time smugglers too, and then Gotcha, the Mexican, um, and then also Carlos later, the first time that I, um, learned about Pablo is when I watched Blow, because I love all movies like that, and we will do a top 20 uh, mob movie, gangster movie, but when I watched Blow, and, you know, George Jungle, when I seen how they, um, they kind of introduced Carlos later, like a flunky, like he was begging to work with, uh, with Pablo, but at the same time, Carlos, he was, um, ahead of the meddling cartel too, and we'll get on how they were put together in episode, in season, I mean, episode two, but, he wasn't just like a flunky, just begging to work with Pablo like that, Carlos later, he was a big boss too, you know, so he had it. He had the Bahamas Island and everything. So that's how we see on how um, they say that he was introduced to later. And uh, how they describe later is crazy because he, he's Colombian, but he's half German and he loves John Lennon and um, Hitler. That's a crazy combination, but okay. Um, and the gotcha is funny as hell. I, I laugh at gotcha and, and Fabio Ochoa. But yeah, how gotcha went out was crazy. And then the Ochoa brothers, they, they, um, they're out of prison now. Yeah, they're out of prison now. So we get to see on how their stories intertwine and how they end up working with Pablo when they end up using his smuggling routes. And then fun fact, um, how they always say Pablo was like one of the richest, uh, drug cartel guys they say gotcha had more money than him yeah they say he wasn't the richest it was it was it was um drug drug lords richer than him but what made him so famous was that he became a narco terrorist when he ended up going to war against the whole government so that's what made him the Escobar that we know today and then it's just interesting on how they show us on how before cocaine got brought over into America on how it was just hippie-ish in Miami and all they cared about was just smoking grass and smoking weed and it shows you on how when they brought their drugs over here that the dynamic of the change you know it brought more murder more money and it, it was crazy and it's funny on how uh, egotistical and 
Pablo just said, like, look, I'm going to be president. I will be president of this country. And they like, oh, that's kind of crazy for a president to want to be a, a big drug lord. But um, have you heard of Reagan? Have you heard of Bush? I'm just saying, you know, hey, he was the Robin Hood. He did give back to the poor. And, you know, I, I look at the good and the bad. He he really did. And then we do got to look at it from we're going to look at the real facts. And then we have to realize that this is getting told from the police side as well. I like listening to all sides. I have watched plenty of documentaries and I've also listened to a lot of um, Juan Pablo's uh, story as well in his interviews. And that's his son. And I like on how they show us about how it was a partnership. A lot of stuff was even trade with between Pablo and Gustavo. They was like real brothers, real partners. And it shows you on how uh, Gustavo and it, this was um, I've heard a lot of interviews say that this is true. Gustavo was really the brains of the operation. You, he was low key. So you don't hear his name like that. Like I say, Pablo name got big because of the wars that he and the bombs and all that he put on the. And his war against the government, but Gustavo was really the brains behind the organization on their side. And then the lion character, um, who I said grew up in America and uh, Colombia, he was born in Colombia. That's based off of, um, a real character. So the lion is real, and he was doing the first transactions over to america and he was one of gustavo's old friends so yeah the lion they called him the lion and that was his real name and then um pa uh, pablo's mom was really you know she kind of sat back and it shows on how she was you know helping him out in her own little way too which they say was true from you know all the documentaries I read, they said that was true too, and they always refer to Tata and how she sat in here. Her 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 role is really dramatized for Hollywood in here because they say she was more of a wife who knew her place at that time. You would say she was very um submissive, and that's um one reason when he got murdered. They ordered for his whole family to be assassinated. And a lot of like the Cali cartel, the high bosses in their um, organization said that she could leave her alone because she always played her wife as a role, right? And they always wanted their wives to act more like her. She stood her place. She didn't argue. She didn't, she, they didn't think she would come back for revenge. So the only thing they, the only person they wanted to kill was her son because they didn't want him to uh, grow up and want revenge. And she pleaded for his life. I think she had to give them a lot of money, but that's how he was saved and, you know, made it out and they just had to get out of the country and promise never to cut back to Colombia again. And then we, um, when they show Carlos later, like I said, you know, and, and blow, they make it seem like he was just like a flunky basically. But then they show you on how he was, you know, a, a big guy too. He was a boss too. So yeah. And then they really were sneaking a lot of people over here, pregnant girls, women and everything over here on the planes and, <clears throat> letting them just you know swallow it and digest it out when they got over and that's how they were getting over here that, that was true it wasn't no big searches you could get on there have a suitcase full of cocaine and everything and nobody would know and nobody searched hard like that so one of the scenes on here as far as Lakika, <clears throat> Lakika was based off a real person uh, Lakika is his nickname. I want to say it means fat girl in Spanish. And uh, <clears throat> Lakika, he's like African. He, he, he's, he looks like he's black, actually, in real life. But yeah, Lakika, he, that was uh, dramatized, too. He never went to Miami and killed Murphy's partner. Murphy's partner was shot <clears throat> in a gun battle, but he never died. So that was dramatized, too. So um, Murphy's partner was shot down. But he never did die, and Lakika didn't do that. He was not in Miami and shot his partner. But Lakika is based off a real person. He was one of uh, Pablo's main and one of his favorite Sicarios. He he was one of his favorite ones. He was very loyal to him up to the end when he got arrested. But yeah, so that was dramatized too. But yeah, Lakika is based off a real person as well. Another thing uh, true about this episode is 
remember Pablo said he was going to run for president and then on how they show how that picture was and he when he got arrested and he was giggling laughing like he was at a photo shoot that was the biggest mistake he ever made because that was basically the only proof that they had that he was a smuggler and had been arrested before so that was the biggest mistake he ever had was going down there flaunting in front of them with that ego and having a photo shoot smiling getting all them uh crime mugs taken and yeah that that was a true story and um that's that was his biggest mistake getting that picture taken so when it ends it just shows adrian murphy and his wife connie coming to columbia ready to fight the war on drugs the famous war on drugs and that was my recap for episode one. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm sorry if I have a few pauses in this video. I will work on that. I promise. I do thank you for tuning in. Don't forget. I'm going to have another pod coming. If not tonight, I promise it will be up tomorrow. We will be recapping episode two. And we will be talking more fun facts of true story of the truer origin of what happened on that episode so every time we re-recap we'll recap the show we'll recap what we liked about it and we'll recap the true um, origins of the characters and what happened don't forget you can follow me on instagram it's alicia shanice i've been giving you false information i'm sorry you can follow me on spotify but i've been telling you to look up alicia shanice no it's shanice loves it's on all my playlists i had i just looked at that i said ah but yeah you can look me up shanice loves 90s hip-hop shanice loves R 90s r&b shanice loves early 2000s shanice loves the blues follow my playlist i got good taste in music jam with me and then also um, you can hit me up on Facebook. I'm not on there too much, but if you um, go ahead and DM me or message me, let me know you like my podcast. You know, I'll accept you. We can have some feedback. You can tell me what you know you think I could get better at, what you want to talk about, what topics you want to talk about. whoop de doo whoop de doo So thanks for tuning in. I'll be back at you with another episode tonight or tomorrow. Be safe out there, and thanks for tuning in.